it's it's actually funny. I've uh, I've razzed him before. He showed us his highlight video. And was just cross check after cross check, <laughs> and that was the highlight. <laughs> that's how he that's how he wanted us to play. Like we were practicing blocking shots, like eating rubber, and we were just tough. Welcome back to Pucks in Deep episode. Well, I didn't even look. Is it 107? 107. That's a good one. We're gonna, that has to be right. Yeah, it's 107. Okay. 107. Episode 107. Welcome in, people. I'm your co host, Connor Thelman. And I'm your other co host, James Murray. We made it. Back in the, the se- saddle. The season, it's coming to an end here. We got yeah. the Frozen Four in Boston. We're going to be there. Um, mm. Wow, it's been a while since I've talked on here. I'm kind of a little. I don't a little even know what our right last now. pod was. Yeah, it's a couple weeks ago like march 20th something like that i don't know we're we're we're, we're back and uh we're going there with four other teams that is michigan denver minnesota state and minnesota it's Mm. it's it may be gonna be the best frozen four as far as i mean the games we've had so far in this tournament have been unbelievably good yeah and and now now we got a rematch last year mankato tossed the gophers was a four rip last year and uh michigan's back now for the first time in a while and yeah i don't know man it's that game, I can't believe one that they moved it to ESPNU. That's just a disgrace to the league. But um, yeah, Butchie, where are you at? Stand up. I know it's yeah. not your decision, Butchie, but like break start, some, start break some heads, punches. Man. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like you, you run that place. In get there a, now. get a couple in show. there, but uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I, I'm excited, and uh, I don't know. Let's 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 break it down. We're fired up. So we do have a great interview coming up for you guys with Ryan Carter, former Minnesota State Maverick. Mm. We're not playing favorites, but he's a beauty. We had to have him on. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to want to listen to all of that. Uh, we'll break down probably a little bit more of the tourney and Mavericks puck can, with can, them. Can the Mavericks do it? Can they do it? They, they lost to the St. Cloud last year in an absolute shootout, but uh, now they're back and they're hungrier. They are. Hey, we're going to get to that in a second. We sh- First, let's kind of go like, so since we last talked, the first thing, yep. uh, Taylor Heisey, shout out to her, Gophers, Taylor. Uh, Leggy, winning the Patty Kazmaier. Yeah. It's been a while since a Gopher won it, so I was happy for her. I was a little upset for Gabby Hughes, had a wagon of a year, mm-hmm. you know, carried Duluth to the Frozen Four, uh, to the championship game. I thought maybe, maybe she gets it, but yeah. it's tough. Aaron Frankel also just two years in a row getting snubbed. Tough. If you're a Northeastern fan, I, I feel you for that. But yeah, you know, that's all we're going to say. Congrats to Taylor Heisey. <laughs> well earned. I love that the Gophers women's team is just getting after it now. Yeah. The season's over too. Like Taylor Heisey. I mean, that's every team. But yeah, I mean, every really, team, but they're like really... they're, they're going off. Yeah. Like Instagame is, is, is out there. So uh, <laughs> shout out to the Gophers women's team. <laughs> you say team. Instagame or Instagate? Both. <laughs> okay. Both of them are going hard in the paint. Um, but let's go to, so that, shout out to her. How about the Hobie hat trick being selected? A lot of people upset with the three names. Uh, I like two of them, I'll be honest, but we'll get into that. So the Hobie hat trick is Ben Myers of the Gophers, Dryden McKay of Minnesota State, and Bobby Brink of Denver. What do you think, James? I think Bobby had to be in it for the season he's had. What is he at? Fifty-four points. I think he he had to six. Fifty-six. Yeah. He had to be in it. Otherwise, it'd be that'd be a bad luck if he wasn't. And in, in the Frozen Four, yeah. Like yeah. all these, I like that all of them are in the Frozen Four. Yep. You know, yep. and like technically, it's already selected. Like the voting's done. We yep. they know the winner. Yep. It's just not being shown until. When is it? Uh, April. I think it's like the day after the Frozen Four, isn't it? Yeah. April 10th, probably. Um, so, yeah, that is the fine. I don't know. I just like thinking of what Ben Holden was saying about Mappineers. That's still stuck in my head. Like he should have been there, I thought. Like, or like mm-hmm. all, a lot of guys could have. Nathan Smith instead of Dryden McKay, since Dryden McKay should win the Richter. Yeah. In my opinion. 
Uh, I like that Ben Myers is in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I don't know, like, people were mad about this list in general, but it's like, who do you take off? Yeah, I guess Bobby Trevino is the guy you had to take off because of McKay there. And uh, yeah, I, I think he should have been the last guy or Maddie, but, uh, and then give Dryden the, the Richter. He deserves it. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough right now. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's it's already selected. So it's tough. Yeah, it doesn't even matter what they do in the Frozen Four, which should. I don't like. It should. It, it should, right? <laughs> it should. It should. Yeah, because like, let's say Dryden McKay gets lit up. Or let's say Ben Myers doesn't want to face off Gophers lose, or Bobby Brink doesn't get a point, Denver mm-hmm. loses. Like that matters. Yep. But it's it's not for the Hobie. So that is the final three. Who do you got winning it out of that three? Ben Myers. <clears throat> think Ben Myers? Yeah, I think Ben Myers gets it. I he's I mean, he's only a junior though. That's what hurts him versus a couple seniors. That's yeah. where it's just like, ah, oh, they might take a senior and uh, Ben well, yeah, come and back and get McKay, next year. Being there every year, being the senior. Yep, yep. So I could that. I could easily see that. But uh I don't know. I think Ben's made the biggest impact on his team this this year. Of all, uh, the, of all those guys, Dryden too. I I think. I mean, not that Bobby Brink doesn't make an impact, but I think it's between Myers and Dryden. Yeah, like, I to, yeah, I think so too. It has I mean, to be. It has to be because what is Dryden like? Thirty-one. I mean, he broke the single season. Yeah, wins record. He's breaking the shutout record. He's he's there every game for them. When he doesn't play, they lose. Like mm-hmm. it's legit. So it's between those two. I'm gonna go Ben Myers too. We had. A, I mean, we've had both those guys on. That's not a <laughs> humble brag. No, I think it's Ben Myers and yeah. Richter's uh, Dryden. That's what I think yeah, it's going to happen here. Exactly. I think he'd be okay with that, too. He deserves He deserves one of them. That's yeah. for sure. He's had a hell of a career. For anybody and, out there that's a loyal listener that wants to give me shit, take your shots. I did say Devin Levi over Dryden. Yeah. Dryden outplayed him in the tourney. Yeah. It's a fact. I'll give him I'll give him his due there. I mean, that shutout to over Notre Dame. Just take it easy. That was a solid game. Take it easy, he Dryden. Very solid. Yeah, just, just cram it down my throat. <laughs> I, I get it. I'll take my shots. But uh, yeah, th- so that's the Hobie hat trick. And then you want to just recap the tourney? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's go region by region here. All right, let's start in Allentown, uh, top left of your bracket there. I haven't even looked at the bracket challenge. I think there's like three or four kind of all slotted for the top. I'm yeah. way out. Uh, but yeah, we had Michigan versus Quinnipiac in the final. So AIC kind of gave Michigan a game there at the end. That's kind of been the Wolverines' downfall so far is getting a massive lead. And then just coasting. Yeah, yeah. Let the team back both, in. Both games, that first Quinnipiac too, was it three in a row they gave up to Quinnipiac? Yeah. At the end of the game there? Three in a row. That was, I think that was maybe the craziest game of the tournament. We had a little bit of money on it. Uh, we were feeling pretty confident. I mean, they're up four nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, the entire game. Yeah. Third period comes around. Quinnipiac gets one. I'm like, that's cute. I'll say this sure. Boston would not be happening had Michigan blown that game. No. no. Yeah, it would, fans would not be nearly as much. I mean, the Teletubbies right would have been there, but that, that's four people. Yeah. You know, like that's not the Michigan 100K followers on Insta or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they're up four, four nothing. And then all of a sudden it's four three. Just like boom, boom, boom. They have all the momentum. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the F is going on, Mel? Figure it out. Yeah. And then just ran Pecknold, hands him a cookie, pulls the Tendy with what, like five minutes left on a power play? Yeah. Yeah, all the momentum, and then I mean, like it worked for him versus Harvard in the. But there's just no need to down like, one goal. I gave yeah. your team, and then you, in, you in just the scored three, and you just scored three, you know, with right. your goalie in net. So, give him a couple more minutes, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I guess he just not like, oh, if we get an extra guy out there, we're gonna for sure tie this thing up. I get the thought process, but he's got some balls. I'll get like yeah, absolute yeah. stones. He pulled Peretz too. Yeah, like mid game, put in sincere. It worked well. It got, didn't give up a goal for until. The empty netter and then he comes back in or two empty netters and then just gets teed up on in that power play to end the game i was yeah. just like oh that <laughs> then michigan showed back up they woke up so it ends up being seven four in that final there but i mean that was a great game quinnipiac st cloud state was a great game before that solid game yeah if I've, only rennick would have been able to play i think, think st cloud wins this whole thing you think so i do i, I think, think they, well, they win michigan that game and they could have beat michigan with the, you know yeah. the way michigan i think st cloud's a better team than, than quinnipiac 
Yeah, I do, and I think they give Michigan more hell. I, I mean, know. they outshot them two to one. Like, they, I, look, their I think Quinnipiac got screwed right away. Like, Frenix and that for St. Cloud in that game, I don't think Michigan's getting a couple quick ones on them to start the game. Remember that because that that's what killed them. Wait, what game? Michigan the, the, versus Michigan Quinnipiac? No, Michigan oh. Quinnipiac. Like that. You qu- said Rennick though. I know. I'm saying if St. Cloud's in that game, I don't think Rennick's giving up two two quick ones to start the game. Like, yeah, like Brett's dead, and that that killed them. But Quinnipiac was on their toes from the end or the start which is tough i mean he has such a good season but like that is the difference between you know the ecac offense and big 10 like they come what? out of the game steaming yeah you yeah. know they got four lines deep but I mean, especially in michigan so many draft picks right and like their fourth and third line are really putting on this tourney yeah like we haven't even seen has been scored like yeah i think he got one just one though i mean yeah. like i know brisson's got one um van wise been going off like but like they're just moyles getting some production like they're pretty scary going in there. So Michigan walks away with Allentown. All right, let's jump to Wooster, the Gophs, baby. Yeah. So they beat UMass. That was probably the game of the tourney. Yeah. Four to three in that first round. I mean, they're oh, down bad. early. Yeah. I was watching that one. I was just like, what? What was it, two nothing right away in the two first? Two nothing, then three to one. And uh, I wasn't even yeah. watching. I didn't even watch the first part of the game. Yeah, was, was that on a Thursday? Yeah. I think that was during my work shift. Earmuffs uh, for my company. I was It was going back and forth. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it was unreal game. Matthew Nye's wearing that puck like off the jibs almost, and then sniping to tie it up. Yeah, like that was. I mean, that was pucks indeed. Ben Myers getting it deep, and then that, just that play, and then they end up taking it. Ben Myers, our guy, sending them to the next game. Uh, they get against Western Michigan, who had a close OT winner over Northeastern. Really close, that was inches. A yeah. Hard hitting game. I mean, yeah. we've got like three clips. There's some I haven't even posted yeah. about this game because those teams don't like each other. Apparently, love to see it. Uh, I mean, McDonough had a nasty goal even to tie that one up at one. That was nasty. And then the wraparound. I thought Western was done then when they tied it. I was like, oh, oh Northeastern's yeah, buzzing. Yeah, like they were They're definitely buzzing. buzzing. And, yeah. And they're a solid team. They had, who who scored that wraparound? Was it uh, Granger? Yep. Granger with that. I mean, Levi almost had that puck somehow. Like that was nasty. But uh, yeah, they get there to the Gophers and the Gophers just showed up 3 nothing. Yeah, say, they, so. they shut them down pretty well. And, uh, you know, that one goal got disallowed by... Uh, Ronnie Adderd, and I think if that happens, it's yeah. a totally different game. But then uh, Hewlett with a nice goal there, and um, that was huge to go up 2-0, and then we get the, the last one. But, uh, yeah, no, impressive, impressive Justin couple Close games from the Gophers there, and too. Close showing up with a shutty. Um, that's huge. That is huge for them, and I don't know. I got my pick right out of that region, but the rest of the regions uh, didn't go so well for me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, shout-out to Western, though. They, they played a hell of a hell of a first game and second game. I think they're very solid defensively both games, and gave himself a chance to win and it just fell up short but obviously the best yeah. the best season in school history for the for the western michigan broncos there yeah it has to be the breakout team of the year yeah like, yeah but they no, did just lose the whole fucking team so that is tough that i mean it, maybe somebody's coming back we, we're still waiting on frank to get signed it's gonna happen any day yeah you gotta yeah. think like wild take a look take, take, take a, a look but looks. uh and then shout out uh levi for the year he had and and then bobby trevino too what it, you know what a job he didn't put on for that for umass team but uh Gophers come out of a very tough conference, and so, yeah, congrats to Gophers in Michigan making it out. Where do we want to go next? Yeah, done. Let's go to who they're going to be playing. So yeah. let's go to all right. So let's go to who the Gophers are going to be playing. That's Albany. the winner of the Albany Regional. Yes. There, uh, Cato getting it done. I mean, that first that, game versus Harvard. God, man, I, just, I just wish we could replay that weekend. It yeah. was just that that game set the tone for the rest of the. That's playoffs. better than the first day of March Madness. Like I don't care. Like it this is hundred percent for hockey. I mean, like, now we should get them at a home rink, and that would have been way more fun the whole weekend with those same you know games. Yeah, well, and it just shows. I mean, like the ECAC had it had a down year, but for them to just go toe to toe with Minnesota State, they obviously got down early and just a mad comeback for the boys there. Uh, 
couple tough ones from Coronado. That game would have been tied. God, I mean, he had two game, open man. nets with like a minute left. Another chance, too. Eh, kind of whiffed on it. It would have been a tough goal, yeah, but still. Right was, there, and then who knows three. what happens yeah. because they had all the momentum and literally, I mean, Minnesota State just hung on at the end there. So four to three to kick off the tournament. That was nuts to see. Can you imagine if Harvard would have been playing Notre Dame to go to the Frozen Four? Oh, that would have been so gritty. God, just the GPAs. I know. Between it would have been two. unbelievable. Nuts. The amount of money lost tuition there. It's <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, I mean, Cato got the job done. They got the job done. They absolutely did. They snuck past Harvard, and that, that Notre Dame versus North Dakota game was insane. It's too bad Jake Sanderson didn't get to play. That might have changed things, but... Yeah, definitely. Was. That was a hard-hitting game. Our boy Karashik laying body. God. Tyler Clevin almost took a guy's head off, too, as he usually does. Yep. Uh, I mean, just yeah, toe-to-toe on that one. Two-to-one. Who, who got that winner? Was it uh, Gramps, Graham Slager? Yep, Graham Slager got it. Yep. The Slager brothers, I think, both scored in that game. Like, yep. They're just going off. Now, that, now, that now goal Graham that got, signed and... The goal that got disallowed, though. Karashik? Oh, heartbreaker. Oh, tough, tough. I mean, that, it was like a 15-minute review. I, yeah, I sallied, and then I had to turn the TV off. I was busy for like 15 minutes, so I didn't yeah. miss anything. I literally chewed every fingernail off. I was just like a yeffing <laughs> kid. Like, that's our guy. That's our guy. That's our we guy. He made a hell of a pinch, puts it in, and then, nope, the OT. They get it done, thankfully. Then they go to against Cato, and, I mean, I had the worst bet both sides here. I had Notre Dame over. Oh. Yeah. That was like, I was pretty good in this tourney, but man, did I get that in Denver bets? I don't Dude, want to talk I, about it when I, I get to it. I tore it up this tourney. I did. So t- I'm still, I'm still definitely plus, but like, I mean, talk about the worst beat. I mean, I went, I went a lot of unders that week and it did, did me well. Yeah. Um, good looks. Michigan overs crushed. Uh, I bet a lot of unders this week and I got, I got two unders, but then I went uh, puck line for a lot of, for a lot of teams. Notre Dame helped me out a couple of times. Um, mm. I, I don't want to bring it up, but the Duluth Denver one, I took puck line. Good for you. And that was that was a tough one. I we'll, took, we'll get to that next, but yeah, Denver can eat it. I'll just say, right <laughs> I bet them puck line first game. Yeah, miss. And then I bet Duluth miss. Like you know what, Pioneers. We'll I did a to- lot of money lines too. I got my money lines right. Even though I picked against my bracket a couple of times. I had to do it. Yeah. Because, you I mean, you feel it like St. Cloud. Like, I had St. Cloud going to my Frozen Four until, yeah. I mean, what, like an hour before game time? Like, oh, Rennick has pneumonia. Yeah, yeah. He's out. And I'm like, well, I'm mashing Quinnipiac because they're not adjusting that I don't, at all. I didn't touch that game. I just let it sit. Oh, it was beautiful. I didn't, I, I knew I should have hit it over. But I was just like, nah. It felt good to cheer for the Bobcats. I really haven't all year. <laughs> I really have like, Ty Smolanek's out there. That's my guy. Let's yeah, go. And yeah, it worked yeah. out. Uh, but yeah, so... Cato over Notre Dame, kind of a sleeper, one nothing. Nathan Smith rebound goal in the first period, mm-hmm. and then nothing happens. I mean, a lot of chances both ways. Mm-hmm. Karashek hit an attorney. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's Notre, about all I Notre can say. Dame, Notre Dame looked good. They didn't look bad ever in this tournament, and there's yeah. nothing to hang their hat toe to toe with them. And yeah, try to make a shutout, not a big deal. Uh, but let's go to the bracket that. Was, I mean, the refs kind of effed up this entire thing. First game, <laughs> Duluth, Michigan Tech, you kick Brian Helen and out. I mean, I'm a Duluth guy. Yeah. And I was like, watch. That was soft. And if he has Kaiser, well, he's fine. He's yeah, fine. He's asked, that's our guy. Like, he definitely sold the hell out of that, oh, which yeah. you got to do. I respect it. Right. But don't warrant a game misconduct. Buy and give him a five. Keep him in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the, the best player. It's the Hobie. I mean, yeah. Hobie finalist. You're yep. going to kick him out like three minutes into the game. Then it really changed. I mean, like Duluth dominated. Fanti gets that shutout. Mm-hmm. Three nothing. A couple nice goals in that one. But I, I just felt bad for, for Michigan Tech. What a season. Yeah. And then to have your best guy get Toss the game. Right away. Doesn't get to play, basically. Yeah. And like he's for a sure. pretty level headed guy. He went nuts. Like breaking his stick in the locker room. I thought I was like, imagine if you like got in his way. Yeah. Like <laughs> equipment manager just gets done so or a kid looking for an autograph in the tunnel. Yeah, done. Your hands out. gone. You're absolutely out. Yeah. But uh it, it. it was it was tough. I don't like that at all. Very, very bad call by stripes there. But uh I don't know. Nothing you can do. do. And they 
they stayed in the game though. They they gave Fanti some trouble, but Fanti stood on top of his head and got yeah. the job done. So Fanti looked nasty. Uh, all all series did Fanti look nasty? What a, I think he was the hottest goalie of the tournament. Yeah, he was. That's why it's absolute BS that that goal went in versus uh, Denver. Yeah, but we'll get to balls. that. Let's let's do quick Denver UMass Lowell. That's mm-hmm. the first round in the other game. I mean that was. Down to the wire, too. You that was Riverhawks coming back big. A lot of block shots. I had money line there. That would have hurt if Matt Lowell won there. But uh, it would have been really nice if Denver would have buried an empty netter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, like, or, or not blown the lead. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That would have been really cool. That was they, back and forth did. game. It was late. It was a good crowd. Obviously, in Loveland with Denver's team there. And you uh, must all look really good, though. God, did they come out hot? They, they gave Denver everything they wanted and more. They did. I mean, they got pretty outshot. Uh, shout out to who's Owen Savory, their attendee. Yeah. Stood on his yeah, head he that really entire good. game. Like, they were getting every chance that they wanted. Denver did, and then it took a couple of nasty goals, like Savoy snipe mm-hmm. coming down. I mean, what was that one on two? Just picks the corner, and then you have that saucer pass to. God, I can't even think of his name from Bowling Green that transferred. What is his uh, name? Oh, uh, Cameron Wright. Yeah, yeah. Was just, that that tip from Cameron Wright, just the one handed tip. Oh, just barely snuck in that slow motion video oh, we posted oh, from the side. Yeah, God, like I can still see it right now. Like that's that, that's Hollywood. Yeah, like, that was sick. That that angle. Was I guess that's my favorite goal of the tournament so far. Um, they yeah, earned it, it, they earned it that game, and then just to put up a stinker. I mean, they outshot Duluth like they deserved to win the game. Yeah, I'll absolutely. Say that. Like yeah. they are outplaying the Bulldogs, but to win it on the way they did, a shot off the boards, it's tough. It hits off Fanti in his back and goes in. Yeah, Savoy. I don't even know if he touched it. He gets credit. <laughs> I was like, I love you, dude, but shut up. Just, like yeah, what? It's I wish it's going nuts. It's tough. It's tough to see Fanti go like that with how good of a game he had. But uh, yeah, and he signs with the Oilers the next day. That's how fucking good he is. Yeah, yeah. No, and we lost that guy. We lost the game for him because we didn't play nearly. We didn't play bulldog hockey. No, and at the XL Energy Center, we went uh, the following or the previous yeah, week. That was ball hockey. Yeah, that was they looked good. So, um, but I, it was still a one goal game, like expected. You know, like both teams yeah. are solid, and um, yeah, both would not have. Uh, I think would would have had a tough time versus Michigan. In I don't I think know. So. I think they got killed early in the season against Michigan, but I mean, it's two two different teams now, right? I mean, they played all season long, and chemistry is yeah. different. But they I get killed. What was it like five three? Well, it was five one, then it ended five three. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It goes, but I I don't yeah. know. I think Michigan. There's just no. I would it is not a tough want Michigan. Matchup. It's a tough matchup. So, yeah. So let's go to it then. So Frozen Four set Michigan Denver. That's the first game. It's at four o'clock Central Standard Time. If you're watching it, the boys will be there at ECH. Make sure to stop by, say hello. Yep. Uh, but who you got? Michigan Denver. Michigan. Michigan. I just don't. What does Denver have to do to win? <sighs> the first line's got to score a lot. Yeah, because Michigan's going to score. Michigan's going to score. So exactly. you got to rely on your first line to get a couple goals. You have goals to score at least four, I think, to win. I think they need four to win. I, I do. I think Michigan's for sure getting three. Yeah. Well, one a period. I think that just... I mean, they have 12 goals in two games so far. I know the five was against so AIC. Far, so far, the entry, Seven was against Quinnipiac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, two empty netters. So we'll we, give we, them, what, 5-5? Five, five, yep. Technically. We've, we've seen a couple NCHC versus uh, Big Ten games so far. Um, they've been pretty low scoring for the most part. You know, the Gophers Western was low scoring until the end. I mean, three zip is still kind of yep. lower scoring. Um, North Dakota, Notre Dame, that was two one game. Michigan split with Western, but they could have lost both those games earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's I think it's going to be a solid game. I think it's a one goal winner for Michigan though. Yeah, but I just don't see them losing. They both these games in the tourney are just going to be barn burners. I yeah. think. I but I am picking Michigan just because more firepower. I mean, it really depends on Portillo. I think. If he has a stinker of a game, yeah, they're, they're not the best at coming back, especially versus a, like a this is the best defensive team they're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Denver's, I mean, they're they're both ways, but on defense they lock it down. 
so yeah, I think Michigan has to Denver needs to play the same game they played versus Duluth. Just play solid defensively, make it hard to score on you. And, yeah. and frustrate Michigan and then hopefully you get a couple power plays and you bury on those chances. And a big but game for Magnus. You really need Bobby Brink here, hopefully, to, to get Bobby. a couple goals. I mean, he's and been Gutman. there for you all year. Yeah. Get the boys going. Cameron Mazer. Is that his name? Mazer? Carter Mazer. Carter Mazer pissed me off on, <laughs> on Saturday night. I'll say it. Uh, that, was, that was just tough. Just take it easy, man. It's my Bulldogs. <laughs> take it easy. Uh, but all right. So we got Michigan moving on in that one. But the other game, the night game, yeah. which I think, I mean, game of the week. Uh, we got Minnesota versus Minnesota State, the rivalry that ESPN does not care one shit about. No. Moving it from ESPN2 to ESPNU, thinking we won't notice. Uh, somebody's getting carjacked. That is a live report here from the ECH studios. Um, I think we just keep going. I think we just got to wait it out here. That's good. That's good. All right. So, yeah, Let's ESPN do doesn't Let's care, but we do, people. We yeah. got Minnesota versus Minnesota State, James. What are your first thoughts about this tilt? I'm scared because of last year and how uh, well Mankato played versus Minnesota to shut them down. Uh, same team this year yeah. that's there. Different team for the Gophers. Mankato still, I'd say, stronger. A little older. Old, older squad. A little bit. Dryden's got something to prove right now. And um, I, it, it's going to, again, a one-goal game. I'm see, I see OT all over this thing. But I think Minnesota yeah. comes out top. I think they get the revenge and um, they're going to the championship for Michigan. I haven't even looked at puck line, but whoever's the plus. I'm taking it. Like, who's favorite in this one? It's got to be Cato, right? Uh, Just because they're a higher seed. And I think. They, it, I and think they beat it, them last year. I think it's a pick 'em. You think it's a pick 'em? Well, I think, I'm, it's definitely a pick 'em, but somebody's gonna be plus. Yeah, someone has to be plus. So, and I'm taking it. It's probably gonna be like minus three hundred to be plus one and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a two goal game. No, unless it's a full ice sniz for an empty netter at the end. I think it's a one goal game. Uh, I don't. Yeah, like you said, I think the biggest difference in this one from last year is nice. Yeah, like being that, in that lineup. But like we had, but we had Ranta last year, and he was he's fast not, as shit. Yeah, but he's not as big. He's not as two way. He was damn near as big. Nyes is a tank on defense. Ranta like, was, he was throwing solid. body around. He, yeah, yeah. He killed Trevino. Yeah, and then did. he got wrecked after. But like he, he took him down. <laughs> and I mean, just his presence, like that goal to tie it up mm-hmm. versus UMass, was huge. It's huge, but we don't have Brady either. Another big body that we're missing from last year, and. uh that's true. It, I mean, Ben Myers is more confident. Ben like they Myers got, is confident. It, it sucks they won't have Chaz Lucius. He's out that really for this one, him. too. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're just playing so well. I'm going to I'm gonna take Minnesota. Yeah, I got Minnesota just squeaking by by one goal here. Yeah. So, what do we got? Like, I'm, I'm going to say, like, 3-2, Gophs. I'd say 2-1. I think it's going to be low scoring. Yeah. I think Close stands on his head and obviously driving well as well. And it's, yeah. it's going to be a couple power play goals, I think, and that's going to do the couple, job. A couple tendy battles. I, I honestly think overtime Gophers, 2-1. All right, so we got so we both got ghosts going against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Man, I hope these picks is Denver, Minnesota State is what it's going to be. But hey, that would still be a hell of a championship. <laughs> it, though, it both would. Of those it teams would. make it, and yeah. But okay, so um, let's just I'm ready say, to see anything. Whatever happens, happens. Michigan, Minnesota. Who's your pick to win it all? God, that's going to be a game and a half. Mm. I, I got to take Minnesota. Ghosts, baby. I got to take Gophers. I picked them and to win this thing, and they're they're two games. If it if it comes down to one game and they're you know they're going to win it for Matsko and, and his family and you know with losing Lafontaine this year I think they got it if they're just one game away they can do it. Well, I mean, shout out to Ben Myers for being the last guy in the ECH studio for a podcast. I think he's what's really been getting them you Yo, know, the distance here. He has the biggest ECH bump and the most recent bump. Yeah, and I think that carries. Obviously, we, we love a lot of those guys on Michigan. Did a video for them this year that's coming out. Yeah, this week. If you're Absolutely. listening to this, it's going to be out Thursday before they play. 
so we love the guys there. Shout out to our guy, Nick Blankenberg, and the whole Michigan team there, inviting Kellen, their good luck charm from Team Impact, to, to the Frozen Four. I mean, that's going to be... That's going to be sweet. That's tough. I mean, I don't want to send him home not happy. Uh, I'm a Gopher fan at heart, though. That's what I grew up on. I mean, it, they're looking vintage. Like, I want Motsko to get this first one, mm-hmm. and I think it's coming. So I'm going to pick the Gophers to win it all, too. Yeah, that's a fair pick. I think that's... I mean, who who knows, though? Like we said, Denver and Mankato could easily win. Yeah, like, we're, we're idiots, people. We're just predicting what we think. We're going with the gut. Mm-hmm. We're going pucks in deep. You know, we're the we're the bottom six yeah. podcast here. So that's our prediction. I, I do think Denver has... A, I'll say this. I think Denver has a better chance of beating Michigan than Kato versus Minnesota. I know I picked OT for that other game, but... Yeah, I mean, Kato already lost to Michigan. Neutral ice at U- at Amsoil this year. It was close game. I think it ended up being 5-4, but Michigan was up big to start. That. I think like Minnesota State had one at the end to make it 5-4. I can't recall that game right now. I'm just I'm talking on my <laughs> butt. Hopefully that's right. Um, but yeah, like they have lost already yeah. to them. So I I do agree. I think Denver has a better chance there. Um, but yeah, let's go to so that's that's what we just cockily pick. Just like we we go Minnesota, Minnesota, even though they lost four zip last year to the same Mankato team. It's different not, though. It's, it is it's different. now they have that experience. They have that taste. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and like, I mean, that's another year for Sammy Walker just to get fucking pissed. Yeah. Go yeah. off. Sammy needs a big a big weekend here in, in Boston. McLaughlin. That's for sure. McLaughlin needs a big one. The, we'll see. Just we'll see. Fellas. A lot, a lot of, yeah. Um, a lot, right. lot of talent in this Frozen Four. I'll say a lot of draft picks. A lot of people will be signing after this then. In fact, speaking good transition. Speaking yeah. of signings, there has been a lot to there has take been. place, both for NHL, AHL, East Coast. Um, yeah, so shout out to, I think the biggest one, I want to get him out of the gates here, Mark McLaughlin, playing for the Bruins, his first game, you know, hometown kid, Barry's, and just a place going nuts, a sold out TD Garden, we're going to be there, oh god, like that had to be the highlight of player signings in the NHL. Yeah, I think so, I like I liked seeing Ronnie just hit the ice flying right for the Flyers, but um, other than that, that yeah, you too. scoring your first one, and that's selling for, with your family there and all your friends, that's pretty sick. Yeah, it's tough to beat. Speaking of that and one, it was Katesy. a sick shot too. No, like, no, no, no. Noah Cates at the X there. Obviously, Oof, the dogs the own boys. that, but they have all his boys wearing his jerseys. Or that was a favorite of mine too. Yeah, um, from the week um, so far, and hopefully we get to see a couple more of those. Yeah, just shout out to other ones. Uh, Nick Abruzzi was going against Ronnie Adder, our guy. Like head to head debuts going off. That was pretty cool. Jordan Harris got to play in his first one for the Canadians, and then uh, Alex Vlasic for uh, BU going to the Hawks there. I mean, just that that's just so far. And then we have tons of other signings to take Bobby Trevino going to the Rangers. That was big. Fanty signing with the Oilers, like we mentioned earlier. Yep. Keep naming them. McBain to the Coyotes. Boy, Andre Lee going to the Kings. Congrats to him. Congrats yep. to all these guys. Sanderson, Ottawa, obviously. Like a lot of these guys drafted, but Bussy to the Bruins. Like, God, they, they didn't need yeah. a goaltender, but God, bust down. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> bust down. Bust down. Um, but yeah, no, a bunch of good ones. I mean, Statsny to, to the Preds there from Notre mm-hmm. Dame. There's so many yep. signs in there. Obviously, I'll shout out to our boys. You know, Karashek going uh, HL deal right now, but he'll, he'll make it. Facts. He's getting up. Uh, who's Max Newton and Jandrick both going to the same East Coast team? Yep. Can't even think of it Tampa. right now. The Steelheads, I want to say. Oh, well, what do you mean? They're East Coast. Sorry, uh, I was looking at, yeah. Carlisle. You're thinking of Declan Carlisle, yeah, who yeah. did sign with Tampa. Yeah. yeah. And then they had uh, another guy. Fuck, what's his name? There's so many signings right now. I know. But they they had two NHL Taylor Ward deals. Taylor to LA, shout out. But Merrimack, two NHL deals. Two. That's two. Not bad. Not bad. Like not for, bad at all. For everybody's shitting on Merrimack about, this year. Michigan, Look at their Te- Michigan Tech. Michigan. Two NHL deals. Yeah, Colin Sawyer and... Uh, Hallinan. Yeah, Hallinan, yeah. And yeah. he scored last night. Yeah. Uh, it was AHL, but still, yeah, first but, professional goal. Yep. I saw Trenton Bliss going up against former teammate two in the AHL. 
Uh, I mean, just tons of signings. Clay Stevenson from Dartmouth, NHL deal with the Penguins. Like, there's a lot of ECAC deals going, too. Yep. Just cool. Isaiah Seville signing with Vegas. That yeah, was that was cool. sick. That was sick. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been it's been really cool. It's so weird to see them in college two weeks ago, and now they're in the show. Right. I think that's the coolest part Getting of the Getting plenty of time yeah, right away. Yeah. Nasty. Make sure we... Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel bad for Omaha losing everybody. Like, Scanlon's out. Taylor Ward's out. McManus probably signed any day. Rennick signed, too. That was Mc, cool. McManus already signed. Who'd he sign with? AHL Hart- Hartford. Oh, sick. Okay, so yeah, but I mean, literally everybody's going to be good. Or no, not Hartford. Uh, was Vancouver's A. Anyways. And I saw who's McManus that? signed, but yeah. Primu or whatever. He's in the portal, too. Like, they're losing everybody. Yeah, Omaha's. They're, they're going to have a lot of good recruits going in, I'm sure, but yeah. Yeah, this is the CC Tigers. You're listening. <laughs> this is your chance. This is your time to make your move in the NCHC. So that's it. Just shout out to all the signings. That's our predictions on the tourney here. All right, guys, as you said, it's the Frozen Four. <laughs> All right, guys, it is Frozen Four time. We're hoping to see a lot of you at Boston. We're going to be there outside mm. TD Garden, inside TD Garden. The hotels everywhere. We'll be putting mm. stories up saying come here or whatever. We'll be at the bar. We'll, we'll be having a fun time. But uh, we'll be there with uh, our, our new partner in Pull Tab Sports. Um, and John Kane will be out there with us and, uh, we'll be doing fingers coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, be, we'll be doing a couple videos out there and, uh, we'll be in Boston with, with John Kane. You might recognize him from the hockey hair videos. Um, but without further ado, we got John Kane with us, John, John, my boy. All right. This is episode 107 of pucks in deep today. We are joined by John Kane of pull tab sports. Um, he's known for the voiceover of the hockey hair videos on YouTube that you've seen go viral. Um, we are partnering with Pole Tap to go out to Boston for the Frozen Four this year. Um, in the Frozen Four, we have Minnesota, Mankato, Denver, and Michigan. And uh, we're going to partner with them to do a couple things out in Boston. The biggest, um, NCAA Ox. And that's uh, it's a tournament where we set up the uh, a bracket of every team. Um, they all have their own wins on. And it, now you guys are going to be able to learn what, what goes behind choosing the Winson and kind of um, what's worked and what hasn't. So uh, today to join me is John Kane to, to talk about that and kind of our, our partnership here. Yeah, we love what you guys do. And I think this, like we're studying the science, what Winsong helps you win, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and to, we're going to do it at the end of the tournament mostly to look back and go, yeah. hey, you know what? country gets you through the regional but it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't play on the big stage or which teams had the same song um Mm -hmm. it's it's been pretty cool to with your contacts to kind of see all of the different songs that people are listening to yeah yeah no i've I've enjoyed it we had uh three teams with the same song and and two other ones in minnesota with the same song and uh, one of them got knocked out one of them's going to the frozen four um no, it's, it's been exciting and it, it's cool to see, um, you know, we're both from Minnesota here and cool to see the Gophers in Minnesota State, Mankato in, in the tournament. How excited are you to see the Gophers though? I love the Gophers and, uh, I was, I like that their, their, uh, win song is Closing Time. Yeah. Uh, by Semisonic, a, a Minnesota band. So that is a team with their eyes on the finish, right? Yep, and, yep. uh, and I really hope, I mean, you got a tough out with Mankato, what, 16 wins in a row, 15 wins in a row. So it's going to be awesome in Boston. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. And it's the first time the Gophers have been back to the Frozen Four in a while. Um, obviously, a lot to play for this year. How excited are you? You're going to Boston with us. How excited are you to see all the Minnesota people travel out to Boston with Mankato and uh, the Gophers as well? Well, if you're like me, I didn't decide I was, I had them up on StubHub. Yep. <laughs> eight minutes left to go, right? Center ice, red line, club level. 
And I couldn't push the button because I'm like, if I push this button, <laughs> gophers are losing. Yeah, like, exactly. We're, we're losing. And so then I bought the tickets thinking, oh, I'm good. Hotel wasn't such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Note to self, uh, buying airplane tickets in 2022, one week before a major event. Holy <laughs> hell. Yeah. I mean, I... I could have bought a small plane, I think. And, uh, <laughs> it is brutal. So I'm going to kind of keep a lot of that from the wife, I think, and just be like, no, it's all good. Like we had points. Yeah. We had miles. But, like it is brutal. But I'm getting there Wednesday. I just booked a reservation at this uh, Monica's that Bouchergrass was raving about with Barry, um, yeah. Italian place. So uh, Wednesday night, going to do that. And okay. what, what are you going to, I mean, you're going to be working your ass off, but are you yeah. going to get out and we're getting have there. some barley pops? We might, we might have to. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're getting to Boston Wednesday morning. Uh, we'll fly in there again, cost an arm and a leg to get out there, but thank you guys for helping us get out there and doing this thing. But, uh, yeah, we're going to hit media day and, um, talk with all the captains of each team there. Um, get to know kind of behind the scenes, how are you guys doing for Mankato? They're, they're going back there for the second year straight. Uh, Michigan's been a, a while since they're going. Obviously they got, for the top five draft picks in the draft lane, trying to win a championship there. And it's obviously we work with the Gophers here in Minnesota and then Denver as well. But yeah, we'll meet with the players all day and then check out the bar scene, of course, in Boston. You have to. Our first time, right? Your first time, Miles? Our oh, first man. Time in Boston. There's no better have place. I went to Boston College. Oh, so I, uh, there it is. And my daughter went to Boston College. So I basically, I think I got a double degree in drinking in Boston. Um, <laughs> I've lost shoes drinking. Come home with one shoe on your foot. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, hey, hit me with the other school's win song so I can kind of get a, yeah. so we got really strong choice with Semisonic for the Gophers, just saying it's only about the last one. Yep. What do you got for Mankato head to head? Uh, hey Baby by DJ Atsi. Okay. I'm like Atsi. old, so I don't even know what yeah, that is. Yeah, that's got to be new, but them and St. Cloud share it. Um, Ooh, risky. Risk. Yeah. We had, we had, uh, Harvard had Greenlight by Pitbull. North Dakota had Party on Fifth Ave by Mac Miller. What do you got for Michigan and Denver? Uh, Denver's Weed and Boys by Wiz Khalifa. So that's rap. They went with rap. I think the only rap out on here. And what's Denver? Denver is, where's Denver here? Number 12 there. Number 12. Oh, wait, we have a re Weed and Boys as well? Yep. Wow. We got same raps on Denver and who is the one? Or no, Michigan's Bro Him by Pennywise. Oh, Michigan's. Yep. Okay. We can, we can review that. Of course. I don't know what any of these are. I don't know. Um, I don't know those either. I don't know. <laughs> but I like, I, my money's on closing time. Close. That is just, if we can get by this goalie, how good is this goalie? I don't know a lot Drive about McKay. Yeah. He just, there's just, you can't even solid. score. It's, 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 it's tough to score on him. He plays in a defensive league. Um, but he is now one of the Hobie Baker finalists, the hat trick finalists that came out yesterday with Minnesota's Ben Myers and Denver's Bobby Brink. So all three are in the frozen four. Um, that's going to be exciting to see who's crowned Hobie Baker this year. Um, most likely will be from Minnesota school, but, uh, the other song that was chosen by three is Peppa's by Farrukul. F-A-R-R-U-K-O. That's three of them. East Coast, Northeastern. Um, who is the other one out here? AIC. And no, nobody did like UMass. Sh shipping up to Boston. No one did. And I thought they would. I mean, come on. Change too it. easy. Yeah. Too easy. We got to use that. I am happy that Pitbull was represented by the Harvard kids. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, 
But uh, no, I, I think it's great to be working with you on this and try to sponsor your trip, your ramen noodle trip to Boston. Yeah, or what, <laughs> I don't know that we gave you enough to do it right, but um, we'll you're right. probably sleeping in your car. <laughs> but, We've done it before. Anything to just get out there. Uh, another good one is Car Wash by Shark Tales by Notre Dame. I like that. Money Money by Billy Idol by UMD there. Um, what's your? What do you think happens in the Frozen Four? I know you're a Bemidji guy, it sounds yeah. like, but what? Do, who's winning this thing? I think the Gophers do it. I think the Gophers do it. They got a lot of lot to play for. They lost their their starting goalie to the NHL midseason. Um, they have a lot to play for, and, and Matsko's son uh, who passed away unfortunately. I think the Gophers have a lot to play for, and they're going to do it. And they have Matthew Nye's neck. And they have Nye's. His, <laughs> his neck is as big as his thigh. <laughs> and I don't know why people don't call him Minnesota Nye's. Like, wow, like, that's a good name. Right? And maybe it's not pronounced close enough to Minnesota nice, but uh, that guy is an absolute beast. Um, but yeah, I think, I guess for your listeners, um, I think we're going to become friends with uh, everything college hockey on an ongoing basis. If you want to check out some other content, go to pulltabsports.com. And then myself and a Mankato alum, Ryan Carter, mm. have a podcast that covers the wild. So I know you have a lot of Minnesota People, our podcast is called Stanley on Seventh, and uh, the new episode with Ryan Hartman. Um, he blew a booger out after he scored the game Ew. winner <laughs> against Colorado, and Zuccarello saw it and knew he was going to have a close up, and he just got in there like a great teammate and wiped the booger <laughs> away. And uh, Hartman said he didn't know what was going on; he was going to bite his finger because he was so rough rubbing his face. But that is that's just the chemistry of a winning organization as far as I'm concerned. Hey, it's a great year for, for uh, winning in Minnesota. Obviously, the Gophers in the Frozen Four, the Wild, looking uh, destined for the playoffs here, and you guys are obviously working with them. Um, what's been your favorite part of this whole hockey season, though, would you say right now? I think, um, well, it's funny. I was joking with Carter about this phrase, Minnesota. Yep. And, you know, Tampa Bay won all these championships, and all of a sudden they were Champa Bay. Yeah, And we've just been such losers for so long. <laughs> you know, we won in 91 with the Twins, Gophers in two and three, obviously Duluth. Um, yep. uh, but like, let's, let's break the mold. Let's manifest it. Let's, what if like the Wild win the Stanley Cup and a Minnesota team wins the NCAA and the Twins lineups as good as the Yankees and they win the World Series? Mm. Let's get weird. We let's, can do it. The Vikings were close. I mean, let's Minnesota. go to Winnesota. Yeah, let's go to Winnesota. I like it. I, I like want to live there, man. But again, so your podcast is on PoltapSports.com. Yeah, it's on. Just just go on uh, on Apple or Spotify. Stanley on Seventh. We are we are picturing a day where there's a parade on Seventh in St. Paul. And we've won the Stanley Cup. The fact that the state of hockey's never won the Stanley it's Cup. It's not right. Like we don't even really talk about it. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. So let's get that cherry on top. Billy G, if anyone can do it, good Boston College boy. Yep. Um, he can get it done for him. And yeah, I'm really excited for Boston. Hopefully I'm buying tickets for the final. Mm -hmm. I think they're gonna be easier to get than the semi. Absolutely. Because yep. all the whoever's out is just like yep. I'm out. Yep. Um, so I'm hoping we get a big win on uh Thursday. Matthew Nye's neck beats mm -hmm. uh Mankato and then Saturday night get to go to the game too. Yeah, I hope they play Michigan and get a rematch of the Big Ten championship. That would be pretty cool. Um but all in all, we're excited to get the NCAA Ox out. We got the hockey hair video going for college hockey right now. Um, that tournament's going on. We're going to finish that during next week in the Frozen Four. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm excited to partner with you guys in full time. Yeah. What did you think of the college hair? I haven't seen your stuff yet, but like I do the 
high school it's, one. It's it, was nowhere it strong near, or? It's nowhere near what high school has. No, so, what team had the best in college? Michigan has a bunch of guys, got a lot of mullets. Okay. Um, Michigan Tech went all goatees on the team. So it was not much hair, but facial hair was there. Okay. Um, North Dakota was a good one. They had one job. They were, I don't know if we can say this, but they were filming a video for us doing the hockey here, the, 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 the panorama kind of, and they're doing it in the locker room. And of course, a guy's naked in the back. You guys had, you guys had one job, man. It's, it's a five second video. There's a naked guy in there. That's a different type of hockey here. It's yeah. a di- <laughs> You're not going to want that. But no, man, I'm so happy we're getting you out to Boston. We yeah. love what you do. A couple, uh, some hustlers, man. Keep hustling. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we'll, when we're in Minnesota, let's grab a drink together, too. Absolutely. We'll see more of Pull Tab Sports in the future. That's John Kane from Pull Tab Sports. Myself, James Murray, with everything college hockey. We'll see you in Boston. We're going to get you to our interview with Ryan Carter. But before that, quick word from our sponsor. As we mentioned, we did pretty decent going for these games. You can do the same thing. Uh, in the states that allow it, go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN. Gonna get a little bit of bang for your buck. Isn't that right, James? Yeah, go on, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Just bet $1 on any NHL team or NCAA team and get $150 in free bets if they win, if your state allows it, that is. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm. Puck line, Minnesota versus Mankato. Whoever's plus. If yeah. lock it, you lock guys want to pay for your booze for the frozen four, you bet on that game. Pick the puck line, pay for your flight out there. It's 500. <laughs> you might want to stack a couple probably units, probably a little more. Yeah, yeah, it's probably more at this point, but trust us or don't. Uh, so yeah, that is our sponsor. Shout out to DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, Ryan Carter. Now, welcome on a very special guest. Got former Minnesota State wagon, I'll say it, Stanley Cup champion, current color commentary for the Minnesota Wild, Ryan Carter. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. What an intro. Um, <laughs> thank, I don't thank. know that I've ever been described as a wagon, especially not when somebody's talking about hockey, but I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you earned those accolades along the way, especially just, I mean, looking at all the, the penalty minutes throughout your career there, too. Or, <laughs> We're that kind of po- we're the bottom six pod or the the null of podcasts we like to say too. So just seeing your numbers, they jump out. And I mean, we're Minnesota Wild fans, so yeah. obviously this has been a long time coming. We're pumped to have you on. Uh, but it is tourney time, like we were talking about before. You know, your Mavericks back to back Frozen Fours. Just talk about that, the position that Mike Hastings has put them in. How are you feeling about the boys on Thursday? Well, they, they kind of got off the schneid last year, right? And so I'm from White Bear Lake, too, in the Minnesota way. It's high school hockey into college hockey, now junior hockey into college hockey, right? So yes, um, but I've, I've kind of had this dark cloud over me for a while because White Bear Lake, I think the number is somewhere around 19 in a row. They made it to the state tournament and lost the first game. You can't make it to Friday. You know, it's just right yeah. straight to Mariucci, buses pack, bring the gear, Mariucci. <laughs> Friday games. So Mankato had a similar uh, a similar run where they couldn't get out of uh, the regionals and they couldn't win their first game and, and make it to the final or the Frozen Four. I'm sorry, but uh, now Hastings they've they're off the schneid, uh, monkey off the back, and it seems that really there's there's nothing holding them back now. They've I think they've got some momentum and the snowballs rolling down the hill, if you will. So the program's gone in the right directions. Hastings has created the culture. I think he's been there ten. 10 years now yep. and oh, 10, yeah. it's it's uh it's slowly gotten stronger and better i think the culture and they despite the fact that every year they seem to lose like real quality players they're backfilling with real quality guys too and i think when you got to give credit to recruiting but i think you also got to give credit to the coaching staff and that they're developing some pretty solid players too 
Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. recruiting and just like like you said, keeping everybody there for three, four years, and then they just reload. Like, I mean, McKay's been there now; it's his fourth year. Yep. Been a wagon every every single year for them. Um, talk about just kind of how they're able to do that. You played for only two years. You decided to leave early because I mean, not a big deal, straight to the show. But like now, they're kind of just turning it to like Nathan Smith staying for mm-hmm. three, four years. Like even big draft pick guys. Like how uh, you know how are they pulling that off? I guess. Yeah, and and I can't speak for for Nodder and Hastings and those guys that recruit there. But I think if you look at it, I I think they almost don't even spend a ton of energy getting the, the 18 year old kid and having to jump into that competition where you, you know, that, that kid, that top dra- draft pick that maybe is going to be a first rounder is going to say, Hey, I want to come right to school and not play junior hockey. It's almost that they've put the culture ahead of that kind of stuff. And it's, it's more important and more valuable than any single player. So a lot of times they, they might throw their name in the hat. Uh, but if the player is unwilling, I don't think they, they spend a lot of energy there. I think they work hard. They palm pavement. They find good quality players. And uh, sometimes they've got to drive through the mountains in Western Canada. I know in, when Darren Blue was working there, I'd be on the phone with him for hours on end as he's driving through uh, whatever mountain range, losing cell service and calling back. But uh, I think it's it's recruiting, it's culture. I think it's the philosophy there too, where they kind of want a mature guy and they want people or their players to stay three, four years. Like, listen, it is great if a guy comes in and he's phenomenal, undrafted, and leaves after a couple years, or he is a drafted player and. They're like, you know what? He's too good for this league. We got to yank him now. That, that, that's all great for the program. But I think in terms of winning, and that's what the matchup with Minnesota, it's, it's pretty intriguing to me. It's how will the style of Mankato, where it's a, it's a bigger, more mature player, maybe with a little bit more time to physically develop, more time in the weight room, a couple extra pounds, mm-hmm. a little more experience in, in maybe how they have to play, maybe a little more buy-in to structure, certain things like that, versus a Minnesota club where they've got some some young guys, some studs, and some you know some top-round draft pick guys that can wheel and deal. And, uh, and if you're not disciplined, they'll beat you in a real big hurry, right? So yeah. uh, it's kind of young skill. And, and certainly that's probably more Michigan than Minnesota, too. You've got three first round picks whatever it is but yeah, they're both it's loaded. still kind of it's an intriguing matchup to see like w- like what's going to be better for winning in college hockey because i think you see a lot of people and hear a lot of people say like oh my chaos just the old guys but they <laughs> like they, they're still winning right yeah, so you right, gotta yeah. find a way to beat them <clears throat> Exactly. And I think we saw that last year, you know, when Mankato did shut out the Gophers there. Um, it was the bigger bodies. They trapped very well. They didn't give the Gophers anything all game. And um, you, how much do you think they're thinking about that last year's game this year? I know it's kind of a different team, but in a sense, but, you know, does that give them confidence going into Thursday? As I mentioned, I got a lot of money on this game <laughs> between, between a lot of uh, like buddies and former, you know, teammates that were Gophers and you name it. Yeah. So I did some research on some of this stuff Let's and go. I called down and uh, it's, I don't think so. When I played, it was the old WCHA, yep. and you know Minnesota was the juggernaut, and Mariucci was jammed, and you'd go in there, and it was tough. Yeah, and we, I mean, we couldn't beat them. Is we could play our best game, and in the end, they'd still find a way. <laughs> uh, so there's like this rivalry and this kind of hate for me towards the Gophers a little bit. I don't necessarily know that that's the case anymore because they don't play each other. The last time these two clubs met, despite the fact they're only you know 90 minutes apart, right. was last year in the tournament. And um, yeah, I don't sad. know that there's animosity. I think there's probably some confidence in the Mankato rooms and, hey, listen, we, we, we can beat these guys. 
But I really do believe um, Minnesota was in our heads when I played. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's just another school. And Mankato's like, hey, we're kind of the cream of the crop now. We've just got to focus on ourselves and not worry about what we have to do to beat some other opponent. Yeah, especially, I mean, like in the Big Ten for the Gophers now, it kind of switches who wins it every year. Like Mankato's been on top of the CCHA or the WCHA before that, like the last five or six years. So they're kind of, you know, they are the cream of the crop, like you said, in that conference and like they're just ready for come tournament time but they should be playing more than once a year in the tournament like that sucks yeah not having that rivalry anymore do you think uh being on that maybe this is an off-season topic but does mankato belong to the ccha or do you think they move them eventually here do they want to stay there do you know good question yeah that that is a good question I, i i really don't know um and I, to be honest, I don't know if they're concerned with that. You yeah. know, they've got a chance to win the national tournament. They're a good team. I think they prove it. You, you get to the national tournament, it's around a 16, and uh, you're playing good squads no matter who you're matched up against, right? And they yeah. found a way to win those games. So I don't think that they're sitting there saying, hey, we, we've got to jump into a stronger, better conference um, yeah. to validate ourselves. I think they're validating themselves right now. So yeah. um, I, I think that unless there's some advantage to schedule or fewer miles traveled or something, that yeah. there'd be no real reason to say, hey, I've, I've got to find a way to get to a better conference or one that some people may deem more competitive. I, I really don't think that that's the case. Yeah, that's. Huge. I'm just curious. Now, the time thing and just kind of getting the old WCHA back. You're just tired be, of your nice. Bemidji State Beavers getting beat. Yeah, that's, I am kind of tired of that too. Yeah. <laughs> like if we just move the best team somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere that'd be but great. that be, that being said, I think Mankato could hold their own in the NCHC or Big Ten. Very well. For sure. Big Ten, but NCHA yeah. could be fine. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I, I think now this is me being a, a Reuben alumni too, a little bit. Where if you think about it, it, it is kind of getting to that the national tournament too right so yeah. if you're mankato or you've got to get through the nchc it's a little cha- it's a little more challenging it is frankly right absolutely sure. and it's a little harder for some of these clubs and um so mankato might be in a great spot where they've got they've got good opponents it's it's good quality hockey uh and and, and they can maybe get themselves a bid and play in that tournament more frequently than some of these nchc schools so uh, again I, I don't know why they'd be in a hurry to get out of it yeah. but i i'm with you in that minnesota maybe needs to have like their own little tournament, like the old WCHA, and just yep. kind of let you know, let the teams go at it. Yeah, that's 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 huge for college hockey. Trying to grow, seeing the Gophers grow in attendance this year. I was in Mankato for the CCHA championship. The whiteout sold out, not a seat open. Like, that was electric. I mean, that needs to happen. If you have that Minnesota tournament, like you just mentioned, that's going to happen at all these schools. So yeah, did you did you, you know what, you know maybe we got to start right here is like the NIT of college hockey, but it's just like. <laughs> Just Minnesota. Yeah. So obviously Mankato, Minnesota wouldn't be in it right now, but the other schools just have a little tournament for, Ooh. you know, kind of Minnesota supremacy. And then who knows, maybe there's a one-off game, whichever team uh, goes the furthest in the national tournament or something like that. But no, that'd be, that'd be unreal. It, yeah. It'd be great to bring back the rivalries of college hockey. Yeah. yeah. I do want to mention that your, your, your time playing at Mankato, you played a while ago now. And was it 04 is your last year? Mankato, correct? Uh, no. 04 was my first, 06 yeah. was my last. Oh, year. 06 was your last year, so 06. Yeah. Um, talk about just how college hockey has changed, other than the conferences, I guess, but what have you noticed the most that's changed in the game of college hockey since your time playing? Yeah, I think it, it, just hockey in general, kids have gotten more skilled and they've gotten better, and, and I think there's more of them. I think that you had your top line when I was playing college hockey. That was probably your best line. And then your fourth line, maybe there was a bigger gap than there is now. There's a lot more, you know, of the same probably tier of players and you can fill your club with it a little bit. But uh, just in terms of skill and and speed, 
I feel like everybody's got the hands now. You see Zegers in the Michigan goal. And yeah. Everybody's got the hands to pull that stuff off. Nobody was doing that when I was playing. Not to mention everybody seems to have a skating coach now, so everybody just flies whenever they skate, right? So it's just <laughs> yeah. so smooth out there. But um, I think that's probably the main part is is the skill, the speed, and then the execution of the game. You look at it, and they really execute kind of like pro hockey players too. You you you're in the stands, you're watching, and you see the plays develop in the passing lane there, and the guys are hitting them. Right. Where I think that was the difference between college and pro hockey when I played was the pros are hitting it and the college guys are hitting it maybe 50% of the time. Now the college guys are, they're right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As you've seen, like Zegras and Caulfield, just all those guys, Boldy, just take over right right straight out of college. Going way up. That's a good transition. Just I've been following uh, your Twitter and what you're posting out with uh, that recent fight of Zegras and Troy Terry kind of taking a beating a little bit there. Um, like, do you think we should get back to fighting in college hockey? Just a way to, you know, police the game a little bit because they took that out pretty good now. Unless you're, CCHA <laughs> yeah. gets after it a little bit. I, I, I don't think so. I do believe. I don't know what the percentages of players that go. And now I understand people play junior hockey, and you can fight before you go to college, so you go no visor or no face shield to yeah. just visor into full cage, and then and back out, back to yeah, <laughs> to visor. So fighting, no fighting fighting and but i i do believe that there's a there's a physical nature to the college game that probably doesn't exist in either junior or the nhl because guys are there's a little less fear of of what what might come your way it's easier to hide behind a a cage and cross check somebody in the teeth but i think that's good for guys to learn like the boundaries of the physical game as they're coming into like their their maximum strength right so guys are understanding like the damage they can do with the body check and how to do it and they don't have to be concerned with somebody coming over and popping them right so there's some safety elements to it where i like i like college hockey having the mask or the shield uh but the the counter argument there is none of the canadian guys do it right Right. and and they're figuring it out too so but i i I don't i don't think guys but i think what you do see in this and you see zegris and some of these guys I think they they can be intimidated and it can be scary because you go from a spot where you're protected in college hockey to you're slightly exposed in the NHL. And a lot of times I think player development guys like to see players in the American Hockey League so that they can learn some of this stuff and grow up and learn to not be fearful and um, what the protection is and to buy the tough guy on your team dinner every once in a while. So he has a chat with the guy that runs you a little bit. Right. But yeah, um, I know it's just that I thought, the NHL game is, I think, is cyclical. It went to a, a speed, high-scoring game, and right now, the way to counter that is probably a punch right in the nose, and that stuff's still a little bit legal. And it seems the tougher teams are having a lot more success now than they did two, three teams, two, three years ago. Yeah, that's, that's a good, really good point. Yeah, it's true. It's it's definitely changed just a ton. Just everybody's so fast, like you said. Um, how much or like we're kind of getting a taste. You have a pretty good grasp of college hockey. It sounds like. Are you only watching Mankato, or are you watching? Uh, you know everything whenever you get a chance to step away a little bit i because of the job i watch mostly nhl hockey yeah i'll I'll (laughs) get some highlights and stuff and read things of the college game but i don't i don't consume a lot of the college games the unfortunate part about the nhl schedule is it they try to maximize ticket sales and most people have fridays and saturdays off and are willing (laughs) and looking for something to do so a lot of the games fall on the same day so i don't get to watch a lot of college hockey but I do read and catch up on it when I can. I got you. How about uh, just the most recent? Like James said, he was at the 
CCHA championship with Mankato. You know, they won it twice in overtime. Did you hear about that whole? That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah, that was that great. <laughs> I mean, I think that was great for college hockey, even though it was like, you know, ridiculous how it all happened and they had to come back twice an hour later. But like, have you got to talk with anybody like Hastings or anything from the team? I haven't talked to, yeah, I haven't talked to Hastings about it, but uh, my, my initial thought was, well, that's great that they went out and finished it. Yeah. But imagine, imagine one being Bemidji where you're a senior, you're in there crying because your college, your college and most likely competitive hockey playing career are over, right? right? And yeah. You're in tears and that's how it ends close. Like you gave it your all. And then you just get that tap. Hey, what if you had one more chance? <laughs> <laughs> and then it, try it, one like, more. It, one more time. It comes, it comes to fruition. They have one more chance. They go out. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go their way. But talking to some, some folks in Mankato, uh, the Mankato's ticket was already punched to the national tournament. Yeah. Right. So you, you've got, you've got Dryden McKay or some of these guys that have been sitting around for 45 minutes to an hour and nobody did get hurt, which is the silver lining, yeah. right? No, like there was no more controversy, but Midgey didn't score. Now that, that that's great, but I, I don't think that those players should have been put in that spot. Cause let's say that goal goes in or it's reviewed after the referee drops the puck in the third period and there's just one second left Yeah, and then eh, that's it. It's over. Right. Yeah. They can't go back and change the rule or go out and play. <laughs> right, right. Right. But all of a sudden, because the, the game was over, they thought they could. So there, there's some kind of rule there. And I think it's when the referees leave the ice that the game's over and that rule was broken. Now I think it was Northeastern. Is that right? That was the, the last team in. Yep. I yep. think it was. Yeah, so was Northeastern all of a sudden, if Bemidji goes back and wins that game 45 <laughs> minutes after it's over, yeah. is now booted from the national tournament. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's Northeastern going to say when the TCA, like when the rules of college hockey, like refs leave, game's over, right? right? So it, that would be crazy. We're, I think we're all very fortunate that it ended the way it did. It was a, it was like a fun cliffhanger for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, I, it it would be a great 30 for 30. I want to know all the intricate stories. Like, did anybody have a beer? Was anybody <laughs> celebrating in the matter? I don't know if I can room? say it, but I, I talked to the Mavs players. I'm not going to say what they did, but I know I heard the refs were having a beer and they had one beer and then they left the arena and got called back. Yeah. He always had that. He always had that beer in the, in the locker room as a ref after the game and then they go up or whatever. But that's what I heard. And it was an, intense. I was, I was in the Bemidji locker room right by the Bemidji locker room and all the players still had their stuff on. Like they had their helmet on everything ready to go. They knew it was no goal. So, and, and that's, and that's what I had heard is that Bemidji kind of like they knew shortly after the game that it was going to be reviewed. Yeah. But, Again, like the rule is the rule. If if the game ends when the refs leave the ice, that's it. The game's over. It's unfortunate it wasn't caught before that, and that's the lesson to be learned. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, it's just very fortunate. I think that nobody got hurt. That Mankato ended up winning it. Like there's no lawyers involved between uh, (laughs) Northeastern and Bemidji or whoever it might have been. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. That would have been a mess. And what would they have done? Like Mankato already had all the hats and shirts and stuff that they were wearing. The championship <laughs> stuff. It's yeah. so awkward. Yeah, like, nothing, but... There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was all time though. Plus, yeah, I was just impressed with how many people actually returned. There was like 2000 yeah. people in the stands or something headed to come back. So, you know, good for horns nation horns up. But Do you, are you, are you busy this weekend? Are you going to be able to watch both games or. I'm going to try to tune into both games for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's just hope I want to tune in for two games. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna tune in, I'm going to tune in Thursday. And then, um, like I said, I might be I might be on my way to the bank if they don't win it and might miss the Saturday game. <laughs> <laughs> way to the bank. Uh, we saw on Twitter that you got a haircut recently. Is, 
I can see the mullet's still there. Are we good to go? Racing yeah, stripes and all? It, it was more of a tease, April Fool's. It got turned uh, up. Uh, but okay. uh, at, at the end, I, I was like, I, you know what? It's it's already late in the day, April's Fool's. I don't need to drop this bomb. So it's a little <laughs> shorter, but it's, uh, it's still longer back there. You got so, it ready. I was going to say, for playoffs, you can't change up too much. You know, like you got to right. keep it set okay. you gotta keep it set yeah the boys would be disappointed they got some I good think. mullets on their team they're ready for the blue line come thursday night on espn but uh yeah they espnu might. god why did they move it yeah do you hear about them they changed it from espn2 to espnu just for the mankato game yeah well, I, I i don't know why that is or what the i heard is, i heard it was because of baseball too yeah 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 you have to have like a certain package that like it, millions of people don't have but it's because of baseball i believe yeah that's what i heard there's a baseball got, like, game they want to yeah, because like that's the opening lockout day. ended yeah. and everything. So I don't know, but it it sucks that it's just like you know the biggest Minnesota you know rivalry game we haven't had much of in the last few years. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we'll put that one. But Michigan's still on ESPN too. <laughs> so that's yeah. a joke. That's but tough. That's Saturday tough. they'll be back on ESPN or ESPN two, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, yep, that's absolutely. Yeah. Any any chance you fly out for Saturday if they make it? Yeah, give the boys a pump there, up there speech. Is, there, there is a chance. Um, I think I'm going to be in Augusta for the Masters, and Ooh, it, it's nice. going to say something if I leave Augusta and go up uh, to watch the, the national championship game. Yeah. But I've, we've already yeah. got that seed planted, so if, if it happens, good. Uh, if not, like I said, I'll be on my way to the bank to make sure everybody gets paid. <laughs> a pretty penny on this one. I'm guessing you got a lot of money on the line with Augusta and everything going on this week. That's going to be... <laughs> Oh yeah, God! True. So what are we thinking? Yeah. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Like, are you going puck line, the over, money line, <laughs> or all three? All three. Yeah, I haven't even gotten into any of those bets. I'm straight peer to peer bets right now, and they they're coming okay. in rapid fire. All the golfers. <laughs> I don't know if they think I'm easy money or what, but it's it's every couple of minutes, ping, ping, ping. Hey, let's put something on this. So. <laughs> they're coming in rapid fire. Yeah, they didn't watch last year. I guess so that's good for you. You know, like. Yeah, maybe their theory is that Mankato can't win two in a row. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, they're they're reaching out. Jeez. They sure as hell can. They got Dryden McKay between the pipes for them. He's going for the Hoey Baker and the Mike Richter this year. I know you haven't watched a ton, but do you think he's got a chance knowing his pedigree and what he's done for Mankato? Yeah, I think in I, I was talking to somebody in Mankato about this as well. I think it's hard for a goaltender to win the Hobie. Yeah, I think it's you know it's. It's similar to maybe the Heisman Trophy where like there could be a great defensive back or, you know, Charles Woodson, whatever that was. Like it's just rare. It always goes to what seems to be quarterback or somebody like, you know, an offensive skill guy. So is it going to be the goaltender? Uh, I don't know. I hope so. I think you look at what he's done in college hockey and this year was good. And, but it's more his career. I think that is. Is that jumps out at you? Yeah, right. You know, and, and what he's done over the course of four years. If they factor that in, I think there's no doubt he wins it. If they look at it from a singular season perspective, I think there's some competition. Yeah, uh, I really do. Um, and the the Richter Award straight numbers. I don't think he wins the straight numbers battle, mm. right? But again, you factor everything in and body of work. It's almost like a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it it comes down to is the award a single season award or do you factor in some history there? And you put any history in there, I think Grad McKay should it, it should probably be a clean sweep. God, I like if that. If he won both, yeah. Well, we'll release that. We'll save that clip for if he wins both. <laughs> that would be <laughs> nice. Well, like the last uh, goalie to win, Hobie Baker, wasn't it? Ryan Miller. 
And like yeah. he, he broke Ryan Miller's shutout record this year yeah. and like set the regular season wins record. I mean, he's got a lot going for him, even this season when his numbers don't, you know, match up with Devin Levi's. That's like one goalie. Yeah. You know, otherwise his team's in the frozen four. Yep. You got a <laughs> shout out in the tourney. You got to give it to him. Yeah. Shutting out Notre Dame, too. My God. All right, guys, quick break in the action. Just want to talk to you about our proud sponsor. You know what it is. Beauty Status Hockey. Look at mm. that lid, James. Yes, sir. You're watching this on YouTube. I want to see a bunch at TD Garden this week. Mm. You can get it on the Heather Gray or the Black on Black. It looks mm. good, whatever you're supporting. I saw our guy, Isaac, wearing it on the beach with a Denver tee. I mean, like, I saw we got a picture sent to us, the, the Gray, with a bean pot shirt on, too. Yeah, like, that was great. These vibes we're getting from people who are buying it. We're loving it. Keep sending us those pictures. And then, I mean, right now, is it still on sale or is that sale done? The sale is done right it's now. Tough. But people had their chance and they could still get it, though. You can still get it. You're going to want it. It's frozen four time. I mean, when your team wins it or loses it, it's going to it's going to make the hurt or the love that much better. OK, so go to Beauty Status Hockey. That's BeautyStatusHKY.com. Yep. And then go under their hats. ECH lid. You got two options. Thank you, Beauty Status. And now back to the podcast. Um, should we get I mean, we should get uh, back into your playing career here, though, too. Yeah, I feel like we haven't touched on that too much. Um, what led you to Minnesota State? We like to do a little segment where we make other schools feel bad. That they could have, you know, maybe you could have been looking at the Gophers or Wisconsin or other schools you were considering. Yeah, there was other schools. I think I always wanted to, I knew I always wanted to play in the WCHA. Mm -hmm. And I had been lightly recruited from some of the other schools in Minnesota in the WCHA, a letter and a phone call, a little chat here and there, but it wasn't too terribly serious. A lot of the more serious stuff I was getting was probably from out east, and I just really didn't have a lot of intent. You know, I didn't want to go out east. I wanted to stay no bean in the pots. Midwest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Mankato, they they come around, and it, I have a, a fun visit. It was great. Uh, and David Backus had already, I think, committed there, Travis Moore. So I graduated high school 2002, Mr. Hockey. Uh, both David Backus was a finalist, Travis Morin was a finalist, I was a finalist. So it looked like up front we had a pretty solid crew of guys going to school there. Mm. And, you know, the prospect of playing early, um, playing often, and, and having a group of guys where you can kind of build something forward, something moving forward was appealing. So, man, it was, it was pretty early in the process. It was right off the bat where it was like, yeah, absolutely, let's go. Um, and, and that was good enough. I was super happy. 90 minutes from home, just far enough, but not too far. Fun school, good program. Only Division One school, or I should say sport on campus. So yeah. uh, it was a great fit for me. That's huge. And you can kind of see, like, over the years now, it, it absolutely is a hockey school. Obviously, they're really good at football, too. I mean, I mean, really every sport they're pretty good in. But, uh, like, was it a hockey school then? Like, how, how big was it on campus for you guys? Uh, I think it. I, I think all the football players and the, the basketball players, baseball, are going to be rattled with me right now. But I think <laughs> it was a hockey school. Yeah, but okay. it was a hockey school for both the, the men and the women. It was the only Division mm -hmm. One sport on campus. Yep. Uh, nice building, you know, we had a good rank. So um, I think that alone kind of gave you a little, or gave the program a little bit more street cred. Yep. You know, guys are on scholarship and, and there's chances to play and guys are going from that league. You know, I, I don't know the answer, but before Adam Thielen, I don't know how many guys played Maverick football. We're going straight to the NFL, right? right but right. <laughs> um, yeah. in terms of Maverick hockey, guys are going. It was Tim Jackman, Grant Stevenson, and and guys are starting to go straight from college hockey into the NHL. So I think that gives you gave it a little street cred too. But 
I think there's zero doubt that while I was there, it was a hockey school, and I think that's probably still the case. I'd have to agree. And I love that. Easier to recruit. You go back into recruiting. Uh, you talk about these guys going from it, you know, Mankato straight to the show. Um, and then now they're pedigree. They've gone to the Frozen Four for the second straight year, and they just got uh, new weight room and, and locker room. How, I mean, that's got to be huge for recruiting, too. Have you seen that then? Have you been inside? Yeah, everything looks great. And, yeah. and again, I think that's what you get when you're the big man on campus. You get a lot of that extra resource. You get a lot of attention from the AD and mm-hmm. and and from the community. I think that's a lot of it is Mankato. If you look at just hockey day this year in Mankato, they crushed it because Killed it. it's it a hockey sweet. town. Yeah. And they take a lot of pride in the fact that they're a hockey town. Like when people think Minnesota hockey or the root of it, they're thinking Iron Range, Rose Old War Road, like up north, right? right. Hermantown, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But Mankato was like, I think there's this little burr on there behind, you know, like, hey, we're a hockey town too. Yeah. And I think Hockey Day, they went out For and sure. proved it. But you don't, I don't think you get that support in the community if it's not the only Division One sport on campus. You had all the big dogs, all the big business, they were supporting it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pouring money in. And with that, you could, you could, make sure that there was great experiences and activations and the setting was perfect and everything there. So I think that just illustrates that um, it is, it is the big sport on campus and Mankato is kind of not only a hockey school, a hockey town now. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. It's buzzing. It's buzzing right now. I know that this Mankato just tweeted out or something in the watch party. It's going to be buzzing this week. Quick one. I just, I mean, I got to commend you on what is it? 225 penalty minutes in two years for the green Bay gamblers. Um, were you like, did the coach, uh, who was it jutting, you know, really want you to see just established dominance in juniors by throwing hands or, you know, how did you accomplish that? No, that was okay. We're going to go back to college hockey. So my junior coach was Marco Siki and I think he's at Wisconsin. So he, he wanted us to play tough. He played in the NHL and he was a tough customer. It's, it's actually funny. I've, uh, I've razzed him before. He showed us his highlight video. Was just cross check after cross check, <laughs> and that was the highlight. So that's how he, that's how he wanted us to play. Like we were practicing blocking shots, like beating rubber, and we were just tough. And um, I remember my first game in junior. It was I think it was like the Buck Bowl or it was like the Cedar Rapids equivalent. No, it was the Buck Bowl, I think. And he goes, "Hey, um, just so you know, there's going to be a lot of college scouts here, and." You know, they, they like tough kids and they like kids that are willing to do what maybe some others are not. So okay. if a fight presents itself, um, just know that people will be watching and they'll like it. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I dropped my gloves like the first period. I fight some guy. We both punch each other's faces off. Um, I bust his face up. He busts mine up. I cut my hand. I, I end up having to have surgery. Uh, but from that moment on, I think Oz was kind of like, okay, he's one of our guys. I didn't play for six weeks after that because I'd have surgery, but uh, that was kind of the start. And then it just kind of went that way. You know, it was crazy. Junior, you could you could fight and you could legit scare guys. I remember I was taking a face off. So the same individual that I fought, he had a brother that played for Waterloo. And I was taking a face off. It was in our offensive zone. And I said to him, I, I was just like, hey, I'm going to snap this one back. If I don't, I'm going to beat you up like I beat your brother up. And he's just like, right on. He didn't even put a stick down. I snap it right back to the D. D to D right on. On, on that. Yeah. He didn't want anything to do with it. So it, 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 it actually worked in junior hockey. You could intimidate guys. And you could, you could get a little bit more room. So um, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's not something I'm proud of, but something that I had to flex on. Face-off percentage. If I was a better player, I wouldn't have had to do that stuff. 
Yeah, how high was your face-off percentage in juniors? I'm just sky high, seventy. Right. Well, yeah. just every drop, like just trying that strategy. Like, hey, put your stick down, I'll beat you up, and just put like ninety-nine percent on the year. I don't remember what it was, but you'd have to give me a college hockey. I love that, and that, so that was like your first real taste of you know being an enforcer, being you know the big guy to stand up for everybody. Was it junior hockey, or did you do some of that in you know White Bear? I don't know. No, no, yeah, it was junior hockey. I'm, I'll be quite frank too. Like, I didn't know. I'm naive when it comes to hockey and knowing the path. I didn't know much about junior hockey. Just so you read USA Hockey or whatever it is that let's play hockey, and you might get a snippet here and there. Didn't know, mm-hmm. but I knew the guys that had played, and I knew they were tough. So I was slightly scared, and I was like, "Well, hit or be hit." So let's go out. I'm going to learn this early, and that's what I did. So let's chuck them. What about uh, just like your transition from? Uh, Minnesota State, you know, to the pros was was it hard deciding to leave early because you know you're playing with Bacchus. You guys had I mean, you put up a lot of points your two years there too. You know, how hard was it to leave Minnesota State and like that you know early transition to the pros? How hard was that? It it, it was hard. I didn't want to leave. I thought, and I I do tell all kids this too. Like you you almost have to get rid of all the external pressures and just think about what will make you the best player because in the end the best player plays. It's not like what opportunity you chase or where you go or what you do. It's like, if you can play, you will play. Right. And um, for me, I thought what was best for me was probably to go back to school. Now it it all happened real fast. July one is when I could sign. And that's when other college UFAs and other people signed. So July one rolls around and then ping David Backus leaves and then ping Calpito who ran our power play. You left to go play in Finland. And uh, another couple other guys left for eligibility reasons, I think, or something. So all of a sudden, I was an undrafted free agent with NHL teams um, pounding the door down, really, to say, hey, we want you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) And turning them down to where now all of a sudden I was like six or seven days into it to saying no, where I all of a sudden started to get scared and say, man, I might not be able to reproduce what I did last year. Without these pieces, right. without yeah. Bacchus, without Kyle Pito, without the power play, without certain things. And what will my opportunity look like a year from now? I really didn't know. Yeah. Um, so I think it was, and it, it worked out for me. For sure. I, I think I, I like to tell kids now, like make the decision and eliminate all that other stuff based on what you believe will make you the best player. Mm-hmm. So I went into the NHL then and I turned instantly into a fourth line. Like that's it. You, you can be tough, you can grind, you can play D. There's always that what if in my mind now, like what if you play one more year of college hockey and you just score, right? Like it would have been your role, you just score. It's your yeah. team, you're a leader, you score. Now all of a sudden you've got more teams looking and who knows? And now you have a different role in the NHL, right? Um, you could do the what if game forever, but um, yeah, that's that's the way I look at that now. I was going to say, looking into just like speaking of being a scorer, your first year, like in the A there, you had 16 goals. Like, were you ever trying to like convince like, coach, just put me up here. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm burying, clearly. Yeah. So what, what changed is in college, I was a shooter and I had a ton of confidence in my shot. I, I could just score. Mm-hmm. And in the American League, I was naive and stupid. It was the same kind of like I could just score. So I would get on the, and 16 is not a ton, but yeah. for it's, it's a rookie, it was a fair amount. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I, I still was like had the like, shooter's mentality, like getting into spots where I want to shoot. Then all of a sudden I'd find myself the third forward high and coaches would be like, hey, you got a four check. You got to be on the grind. And I had a little power play time in the American League and 
um, really my bread and butter in college hockey was probably the opposite of Ovechkin where I would just, I was the lefty taking the one timers there Yeah, yeah. and I racked up a lot of points in that spot. And that was never, I was never going to run the half wall in the American league or even in the NHL. So I didn't play that spot ever. Mm -hmm. And, um, slowly I started to learn and do other things and, uh, scoring kind of left my game and started shooting and, um, I'd always say like at the, at the end of every season, be like, you gotta shoot the puck more. I'd have like, I'd average maybe one shot a game. I was like, that's just terrible. You know, like <laughs> I gotta shoot more. That's what I'm good at. But, um, yeah, I was, I was able to do it my first year in the American league and then I, I really just didn't get back to it. But you had to find a way to stay, to stay in the show, I guess. And, you know, part of that was being the spark plug. Like you were in juniors talk about, was there a fight that stood out to you or a moment where it stood out? You're like, I gotta do this and I'm going to kill it. Like I'm going to fight whatever, deliver a spark to my team. Talk about that experience though. I don't know that I was like intelligent enough to look at it that way and say, all right, I'm going to go out there and deliver a spark. And this is about winning. It was kind of more about just going about your business and doing it the right way and earning respect and more you as an individual, I think, which is probably not the coolest thing to say, but in junior hockey, you're figuring all that stuff out. Right. But yeah, there was one, there was one, I think we were playing Topeka in our building and there was like a, a, a line brawl and I, it just happened that I ended up getting paired up with like a really small guy. Oh God. And I was just like, sorry, bud, like this is going to be a great story. So I'm just going to continue to just hit you. Right. <laughs> sorry, and one bud. of the guys jumps off the bench. So um, he comes over and I was holding on to the one guy. And then the guy comes off the bench over at me. And I'm just like, Punching that guy too, <laughs> switching to this one, back to that one. It's just like two versus one. Uh, it's kind of. I think I got booted from the game actually, and with WWE on it, I was all upset because I didn't jump the bench, but I got booted for two fights. God, uh, I hope there's footage of this. Down the tunnel, um, but yeah, th- that one was probably both cool and embarrassing. You know? <laughs> Scouts had to love that. Like, yeah, this guy can handle two at once. <laughs> little guy, just a little guy over here. Yeah, it was huge too. So. <laughs> Held your own too. God damn. What about? Well, I kind of want. That's more like speed round questions. Are we, you want to get sure, a speed round now? Yep. Okay, so we do a little thing of speed round where we do quick questions, quick answers. And we got like a lot of sound animations after, so it's going to sound a lot better than it does now. <laughs> but uh, just first question, speed round. Who's like the hardest fight that you had that you can remember in the NHL or just in general? Any, anywhere? Anywhere? Yeah. Well, that's a tough one. I've had some good fights, but the worst one was probably right at Ivanis. If you can see my nose, it's nowhere near straight because he hit it right off the bat. Boom, he put it. He introduced my nose to my ear, and they were hanging out <laughs> for a day. Oh, shit. What, was that in the show? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, God. What team were you on when that happened? I was on Anaheim. He's on LA. I think he's like six, like six five, two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy pounds. And you're six oh, one good. something. Six one two zero three. I was like, I'll give you a shot, big guy. I, I love it. I got pumped. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What about uh, your favorite goal you scored? <clears throat> it's the Eastern Conference Finals, New York Rangers, Devils Rangers rivalry, game yep. five. We were up three. Rangers come back. They score three, and with like three minutes left, um, after New York had just scored to tie it, the roof was off of Madison Square Garden. And as the visitor pop one in the back of the net, Henrik Lundqvist and Madison Square Garden, you could hear a pin drop, and it was unreal. Yeah, did you black out after scoring that one? <laughs> uh, I did black out. Yeah, uh, but we had three minutes left, so it was still on the grind. You know, I, yeah, I, I came know. back real quick. <laughs> Give me the sauce. We got three minutes left. So, uh, how many fish did you catch when you're getting interviewed by Chicklets? 
We I probably caught three. Three. Is that the most? I don't know. I don't think anybody kept score. It was funny. Those guys like weren't into fishing. They just wanted to catch one, and then that was it. I was actually like nerding out because I like fishing. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to fish. You know, they're a Minnesota boy. Focus on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the interview. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about uh, what? Where was your favorite place to play in the NHL? Really good question. I actually, I, I don't think I can answer that. Well, I could on the road. Like my favorite road building was Madison Square Garden. Second was um, Montreal. But in terms of where I played the best, I had it made in the shade, man. Like my path, actually. It was, I was 20, early 20s. I was on the beach in California. Mm-hmm. And then late 20s, early 30s in, in the New York market with New Jersey. And then I finished playing back home after I had kids. So it was just like perfect. You know, like everything was great. Yeah. So I, I don't know that there was a favorite for me what about, in that regard. They're, they're great for different reasons. I got you. What about uh, college in your time playing that you can remember? It was the best mm-hmm. atmosphere. Old college barns? Too. Yeah. Well, the Cole Center was good. Wisconsin was good. Yeah. I remember that. that's when Facebook was just coming out. And... <laughs> The student section learned how to rip photos off of other people's Facebook at that point, which it wasn't common. Yeah. So you'd have like you'd have like intimate pictures of your last weekend just smashed on the glass at Cold Center. So <laughs> those Wisconsin kids are smart. You're like, whoa, 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 better be careful with this Facebook thing. Oh man, the it, game has changed like 2005. now. Now, 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 student sections have a list of every every player and a chirp for each player. It's insane. Yeah, Mich- the right. children of Yost in Michigan are really good at that. They were like, ruthless, they, just way over the top. Yeah, they're getting your girlfriends <laughs> or like your aunt just got divorced like they got everything it's, <laughs> it, it's details it was bad too when michigan walked up the locker room this year holy shit yeah that was bad getting in people's faces what about yeah that's a question like is there any like notable chirps you can remember you know either in the show or in college that you got i'm sure you punish people for it too but <laughs> no no actually there aren't any because the chirps, I think most people's chirps, the ones that I would remember are the ones that made me laugh. Like, you were chirping me, but it also made me laugh. Like, yeah. I wasn't mad. I'd be like, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the one I do remember was uh, I was with Carolina, and Eric Cole chirped Brad Marchand. Marchand was saying something, and Eric Cole just skates past him. He's like, hey. Hey, let me know um, how those hot dogs smell up there in the suite level because uh, I might order a couple for after the game because he's got such a big beak, you know? Like he could all of a sudden just catch a whiff of the dog in the suite level. That was hilarious. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> what about you? Were you, uh, you know, any good chirps you can remember that you gave out besides like winning no, face off? I, I can't. Gosh, good question. I don't recall any of like like my all world chirps. Yeah. But I, my, my goal in the chirps would be able to see like, now, if you could, if I could get him mad, if I could get like a second look, you know, like, like, I'm like what do you, what do you say? And then you're actually like, yes, I did say that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I would, a lot of times what I would do is research like different languages. So I, I would chirp like Swedish guys in Swedish and they'd be like, are you serious? How do you know that? You know, but, so that was kind of fun. Big but, Google translator kind of guy. Uh, just digging in. Yeah. Like, nice. or like the Russians would get real mad when you would chirp them in Russian. Like you'd get slashed and thought it was perfect. Draw some penalties. Coach loves that. Uh, yeah. What about your favorite Jersey that you wore in, in the NHL? Uh, it, that one's probably the Minnesota Wild, just because I grew up in Minnesota. Yeah. The first time I put that one on, it was like, and I had played in the NHL for probably six or seven years before that. Um, but putting that one on, it kind of felt like, man, um, you really did it. You know, like you grew up watching that sure. club and then you get to play for them. It was, it was kind of like a aha moment. Like you, 
it's one goal to play in the NHL than another to play for the team that you grew up a fanboy of, right? So it was, yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, that is pretty surreal. How about that uh, Mankato? I think they have the best jerseys in college hockey right now. I know your jerseys were different back then, but do you have a favorite Mankato jersey? Yeah, we had a sweet gray jersey. Yep. So it was gray with like Minnesota State, and then it had a number in the middle. Yeah, I, uh, those, yep. I, I thought that one was awesome. So it was like purple writing, gray, some white accents. Pictures I really of those. Thought that yeah. Was a cool one. yeah. Yep. Okay. What about I, I read? I'm a big Wikipedia page guy, so you've probably heard this a million times. But do you own Marty Broder? I heard your first and second <laughs> NHL goal. Not bad. We're against Marty. Yeah, I uh, I. I brought that to Marty's attention. I said, <laughs> Good. Hey, I scored because I ended up playing with him for a few years. Today, I scored my first goal against him, and then I scored my second eight minutes later. Um, <laughs> I had two that game. Stop. And he goes, yeah, but when when you play as long as I have and uh, you've played against as many people as I have, a lot of people score their first goal against you, so settle down. It's kind of like, a, oh, crap, he's, he's kind of right. He's <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Like, I don't remember it at all, so <laughs> it's good. It's truly not that special. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't remember it all because it happens all the time. Yeah, so I also, so last Wikipedia question. Did you actually, like, get, or I heard you like, fractured your wrist because of a, the hole where the camera goes on the glass. Is that true? It is, yeah. So Holy yeah. Crap. that was probably the end of me being a prospect in the NHL. I was, I, uh, I was playing with Saline, I think Kunitz at the time. I was in the middle and just starting to pick up momentum. I think if you look at the game logs, I was scoring right before that. I was, I was doing well with those guys. And I just go to come out of the zone and I go to chip a puck out in the D man. I had a step on him. So he was coming back, but he was going to catch me. I, I go to make my play and he hits me and my arm goes, the glass is like right here on the left of me. Boom, hand goes right through it and it's stuck and my body kept going. Oh my, uh, my hand was all the way in there and it just goes snap, snap. My, the whole, the camera hole was so big. My glove stayed on. What? How is it so that? I gather yeah. My, yeah, I gather myself, pull the glove. I pull my hand with the glove back out, go right to the bench, right down the tunnel. I knew it was broken. And then I like pull my glove off. And I can see my hand and everything is bent all weird. Get super queasy. Yeah. Like, you anybody have like a power bar? I need some food. I don't feel good. <laughs> so so the, the holes in the glass used to be a lot bigger then, I hope, too. Like they changed yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be bigger. And then they weren't supported on the backside by as much stuff. It was just like a screw that would hold like a, a flange of glass down. Gosh, uh, and yeah. it was easy. You could just almost push it and break it. So I think shortly after that, they found new ways to engineer it and make mm-hmm. it a little bit more sturdy. So you, you can just say like you brought a rule change to the NHL. You know? Yeah, you were part of the rule. Not a big deal. <laughs> God, just, just thinking about it, I was like, I wonder how the hell that even happened. Uh Let's, uh, yeah. let's get our endorphin question in and then wrap up with the frozen four really quick and then we're good to go here. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's our endorphin question. Go to endorphin.com, use promo code ECH or pucks in deep. Get 10% off your first order. Best protein in the game. Get, you know, as big, probably not as big as Ryan Carter, but you can try. Um, but yeah, for our question, we ask all of, all of our guests is, you know, for our younger listeners out there, you know, just trying to follow their dream. Maybe it's for hockey or any sport, anything. What should their mindset be? You know, how, how can they have the kind of success that you've had? I think that uh, one regret I have is that I didn't set my goals big enough. So I, uh, we just got done talking about Marty Brodeur. Uh, mm-hmm. Marty Brodeur's goals were to be the best goaltender that ever played. That's what he wanted. And because that was a goal of his, uh, he it, it became true. Mm-hmm. And I never, he was the first person that I think I've played with where I felt, and he made me feel like, man, you didn't ask enough of yourself, right? Like, so uh, what I tell kids now is set huge goals. And 
you know, don't be afraid to fail at them. And it, it, you might not get the reward of achieving that goal, like, like, or saying I, I was the best hockey player to ever play, but you set that super high standard for yourself. You just raise the bar a little bit. Like, even if you said like, I want to score 20 goals, right. And you score 20 and maybe you could have had 27. Like you didn't set that goal high enough. Like if you say, I want to score the most, Right. And you score 27. It's more than the 20. Like you're still rattled that you didn't score the most. Right. So um, when I tell kids now, it's just set, set big goals and and work towards them. And eventually you'll get closer and closer and closer, but don't sell yourself short. And I I felt I did that. And I wish in hindsight, I would have set some, some bigger goals for myself. We haven't had that answer. Like, no, that's a new answer. That's a new answer. Still had a successful career though. And, and obviously have probably a lot of advice for kids um but how what what advice do you have to give to the mavericks right now as they head into their second straight frozen four what if you if, if hastings call you say hey come in the room give a pregame speech what are you saying i do say that winning lasts forever yep. um you, you guys might like each other and i only know this from from experience but there's a bond that you have with the guys and that's that's kind of cheesy but it's true and the game goes by fast. I'm 38 and look at me now. I'm, I'm a broadcaster clinging on to it, like just trying, wishing to be young and have that opportunity again. So I'd say go chase it. And then finally, I'd say um, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Don't let those bastards score. There we go. I love it. <laughs> so you're betting the under. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> I'm trying <Yeah>. to figure <laughs> all, all like we bet yeah. the under, yeah, but there's nerves that play in. That's what I get nervous yeah. about. Like, settle down. like it, all of a sudden, it'll be like 2 2 after the first because everybody was nervous, right? And yeah. Then it will yeah. Be, It'll be a quiet game, but yeah, I'm hitting the under. I'm hitting the under. Both goalies playing well. You got to think it's. I made I made the mistake of betting the over in the Notre Dame game and Dryden. Yeah, just didn't let that happen. So it was it was a tough loss for sure. But do you have any more? That that that's really all I got for you, Ryan. Is there anything else you want to talk about that we're missing? Uh, No, if you guys are hockey fans, all I'd say is um, I got a podcast that's awesome. Uh, It's Again, yeah. it goes down to like the mentality of Minnesota sports fans where they kind of set themselves up like they're, they're afraid to invest in the club because they think like they're just eventually going to get hurt. Right. So they always build up this, oh, yeah. this wall of safety. Like, see, I knew what you were always going to lose. I, I was never going to get too invested. <laughs> trying to break that mold because I feel like the energy in the building is what leads to success eventually. Right. Like when the club and it's happening this year with the wild. Yeah. Like six on five, they're down. Like the energy in the building, they believe. And yeah. the players mm-hmm. are like, it's, it's just like uh, like a hippie type of I believe in the energy and the good vibes kind of thing, and boom. Uh, so Stanley on seventh, John King, all hockey here. Uh, he's the other co-host. It's fun. Uh, all about the wild. It's less about who they need to pick up at the deadline. More about did you see the booger on that guy's mustache and how his teammate wiped it off? That was weird. Um, so uh, more like fun, lighthearted stuff. But yeah, check it out. It's good stuff. Stanley That's on seventh. Stanley on seventh with our Let's now go. partner in Pull Tab Sports. Uh, with John oh, yeah. King there, uh, go go give it a listen. It's on all platforms. Uh, obviously, the Wild having one of their best seasons this year, and you're getting behind the scenes action. I saw, yeah, you're talking to Hartman and and those guys, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun run here for the Minnesota Wild as well, and hopefully uh, for the Mavericks this weekend. Connor, anything else? Uh, you you summed it up pretty well. I just, yeah, thank you so much for the time, Ryan. We really appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Yeah, no sweat. Thanks, guys, and uh, horns up. Yeah, like I said, uh, place all your bets on the Mavericks. So but, hopefully it's, uh, it's easy money. Yeah, maybe see you in Boston on Saturday. Yeah, bet the under. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bet the under and see you in Boston. That's what we're saying. That's all what right. we're going to say. All right. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Take it easy, man. Later. Well, I'm going anyway. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down.
Coffee's for closers only. <laughs> you think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. It's Brian Potter and Brandon Dubinsky. Well, we've seen Dubinsky fight a couple times in this series. Haven't seen him go with Carter yet. I mean, I don't know if he knows Carter. Carter came out of the Mankato State in uh, Minnesota. Played high school and college, didn't fight. Hasn't fought a lot in the National Hockey League, but it certainly looks like he knows what he's doing here. And he's getting the upper hand. For about the last 40, they do! And they score! Nathan Smith, 16 seconds left in the period, and the Mavericks draw first blood. I'm serious, Carson. Why do you want to play college hockey? I love to play hockey, all right? Well, I want to go to the NHL, just like everybody does. Well, I wanted to win a national championship. Here comes Denver. Right with it, goes to the goal, gets a stick on A always BBC closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. Here's the power play. Here's Owen Power. Here's a backdoor. They score. Rasan with the bullet. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? Gotta keep our composure. We took too far. We're too much to lose. We got this. Keep our composure. Pitching down now is Myers. He gets it in front of him. He scores! Ben Myers scores! The Gophers win on dog and determination by Aaron Hugelin to send him off. Yes! As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize is your fire. Four teams that you know are going to Boston are all the top four offensively offensive teams in the country. So uh, you know there's going to be a lot of goals scored in Boston. <laughs>